Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, what is what's going on? Well, uh, what do we? Uh, we're well, going to talk uh, about the statues, don't we? At the Adelaide Oval. Well, we do. But can I just? I I've got time on my hands. Obviously, too much yep. time. Oh, absolutely. And I've often wondered about our podcasts. So and, have I. <laughs> why we do it? <laughs> and I was curious as yep. to where the the name came from. Wouldn't Podcast. have a clue. Well, I had no clue either. And so I did a little bit of research. And would you believe that podcast is actually a portmanteau? Now, you may well ask, what is a portmanteau? I was going to ask, but I, you know. And I honestly thought it was an overgrown suitcase. But there is another meaning to the word portmanteau. And it's actually a word blending. Meaning you put two words, yep, together, two words together and come up with something or other. And in this case, that's exactly what a podcast is. And would you believe the two words that it comes from is iPod, so there's the pod bit, and broadcast, oh, which is go. podcast. Unreal. Hey, aren't you, aren't you a better man for knowing oh. that? So that's very similar to, say, the way we talk about a motel, yep. which is partly motor and partly hotel for oh. motel. Or another good example is brunch, breakfast okay. and lunch. So well, there you are. I got one too what? when I was umpiring footy. A mug. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're allowed. You're a mug. A mug. Okay. Well, there you go. So okay. Now, Very interesting now, stuff, Rick. Now, what do you reckon? Statues at Adelaide Oval. Well, what do we got there at the moment, Rick? Eight. Is we've, it? Got, we've got eight. Eight at the eight. moment. All and of which I might say because he does deserve praise. Basil Sellers. Uh, very, very uh, uh, rich man, to say the least, yep. but is a great sports tragic, and he's actually paid for all of the statues that, have, that are up there. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't even realise that. Yeah. I can't say I realise that, uh, Rick. So, so there seems to be a bit of fluff and bubble about at the moment that uh, uh, there's some pressure that, would you believe, the one and only... Who? Eric. Oh, hang on. No, let me have a guess. John Cale? No, not John Cale. Rick Davies. No. Or somebody no, like no, that. No, Bagshaw. No, no, you're not in the right You know, right they played two, three, four hundred games. Yeah, They'd have yeah. to be. Um, Blighty's up there. Oh, all right. No, Barry know. Robran's up there. Ba Barry Robran's there. Oh, I don't no. know. Yeah. And, and a couple of reasonable cricketers, you know, like Bradman and Lehman <laughs> and... <laughs> Drew. <laughs> yeah. Now, would you, would you believe Tell there me. is a movement suggesting that Aaron Phillips should be the next statue? Greg Phillips, you mean. <laughs> Aaron Phillips. Aaron Phillips. What for twenty odd games she's played in um, for the Crows. Well, it is. It is twenty games. I mean, thank heavens. Uh, wow. It would seem that Basil has brought some degree of sanity to the discussion, suggesting that it's not even in contention because part of the concept is that whoever it is, male or female, must have been retired from the sport for at least five years. Well, it's good. But yep. I think you came up off air with the concept that, you know, she's been injured for a number of games and she's played, what, 20-odd games? Yeah, I, I mean, that's unbelievable if they're even considering that. Well, I mean, it, it seems incredibly it's inconsistent. Over the top, Rick. It seems very inconsistent in relation to uh, a newish female football competition, which is only just establishing itself is not on world ranking order. It's not as though there's an Australian no. women's football team 
like the Matildas or whatever, or netball. Or... It's hard to pick an all-Australian side after seven games, though, Rick. I just I think that it's... I mean... I mean, my argument is with all this stuff is that you... You, it doesn't matter whether, I've already said part of it once, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. You've got to be world class mm. and over a period of time to to be honoured yep. in that way. And, I mean, you'd have a stronger arguments for a statue of Aaron Phillips if you were talking about a basketball, but yeah, not yeah. but not a Aussie rules. Oh. I, anyway, yeah. I think that's enough. Oh, we won't that. harp on that, no, will we? I, I, I find that quite Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Rick. Now, what about... <clears throat> Marshy, he's back in contention for the test team. No, he's got a sore hand. No, Phil. Is it better? That's his brother. Oh, the other one, he's about 36 or 37, isn't he? <laughs> no, Sean's, I think, 36 or 37. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Sean. Yeah, he's in. Well, I mean... Playing he... youth, are they? <laughs> well... The strange thing is that he's made he's made he's one of the very few people other than Labuschagne who's made runs during the opening yep. three games in the Sheffield Shield season. However, there is no value with his proven track record uh, of very average performance at test level to bring back a bloke of that age. I mean, it's just thirty six. <coughs> I mean, I just can't believe it, Rick, that they're going to, um, you know, persist with him again. Let, well, it, well, oh. I would like to think that he won't be persisted with. I'd like to think that maybe it's a, um, some sports journos needing some print space to fill up their column. Uh, I mean, sure, you can argue that he's made a lot of runs, but you've got to take into account, as you've just said, his age, his track record at, mm. at the next level Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And it would be silly to play him. You know, oh, I agree. So I can't agree with you any more than that. And while we're on the cricket, oh, look, I'm just looking at it right now. I've got the premiership table in my hand yes, here. Yes. And it says SA atop. Oh, oh, no, hang on. Hang on. I've got the. It's up the wrong way. Oh, they're down the bottom. Redbacks, down the bottom. It, you wouldn't believe that, would I you? I can't believe it. They're S down the bottom. 16 games they've now gone oh. without having a victory. 16. And. Um, I've got an idea for them. I was actually thinking of uh, ringing up the sacker yep. and suggesting that they get a new theme song. What would that be? Well, I reckon the perfect It's a one... long way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a bad one. It could be... Well, that could be a good suggestion. Yeah. But I was thinking of the Beatles' Get Back. Get back to where you belong, <laughs> at the bottom of the table. Well, they are. That's exactly right. Well, next time you hand me that paper across, just hand it the right way up, Rick, because <laughs> I thought they were on the top. While so, we're talking about theme songs and so forth, yes. it's, it's slightly out of order, but I was blown apart by finding out that Up There Kazali, the great, yep. great yep. song by Mike Brady, which Shall is the... Shall we sing it for which, Well, listeners. no, I don't think we will. <laughs> um, I cannot believe it. It's just been... Uh, the song itself yep. has just been introduced into or inducted into the prestigious Sounds of Australia registry, which means it's honoured forever. Yep. And we all know it. We, we all love it. Oh, it's and a cracker, isn't it? Would you believe that he revealed that he had offered to give it to the AFL as their theme song with no attachments, no costs, and the AFL knocked it back. <laughs> and as he said, to this day, he has no understanding of why. 
Now that's... I mean, that doesn't make sense. Well, that's a great no, business no. deal that would have been, I suppose. <laughs> so there so you he's go. just reaping a heap of rewards from the song now and <laughs> well, laughing. Well, I mean, it just, seems, it just seems so crazy to me. That is unbelievable. So now we're now. What about the cricket again? The cricket. Yeah. And yep. Now, did you hear about the hypnotist? No. Who was performing his show? Yep. And as most of them do, they yep. call upon yep people to come out audience. of the audience yep. to partake in the show. And the first bloke goes up, and he gets on the stage, and he puts him into a trance, and he says to him, "I want you to act like a little dog." And the bloke runs around the stage, wagging his tail, panting, etc., jumping up. And then all of a sudden, the hypnotist snaps his fingers and he's back to his senses. Second vol volunteer comes up, a lovely lady. And he puts her into a trance and tells her to conduct the orchestra for three minutes. And she's away with the fairy. There she is conducting this imaginary orchestra with all the energy of somebody you'd swear was a professional conductor. Then he snaps his fingers and she comes back to her senses. Third volunteer comes up, puts him onto the stage and puts him into a trance. And the hypnotist says, you are now bowling for Australia against the Poms in the Boxing Day test. In your first over, you have taken five wickets for none. Unreal. The Poms are nine wickets down for no run. There's a hundred thousand people screaming, waiting for you to bowl your next ball. At that point, the man slowly opens one eye, stares at the hypnotist and says, you snap your bloody fingers now, mate, and I'll break every bone in your body. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that, Rick. It's a good joke. Uh, Very good. I like that. Yeah, and what about your Melbourne Cup? Melbourne Cup? I just found it a bit boring, Rick. Oh, did you? Yeah, I don't even know who won, but I vow and declare that I'll watch it next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did watch it though, Rick. Um, don't understand a lot about it, but um, yeah, I had a quick look at the race and that was it. Mm. Well, I think the best thing that came out of it, in out of, you know, they say out of the mouths of babes and children come amazing things. And I don't know whether you saw it, but I did. Danny O'Brien was yep. interviewed after the race and he had his wife and son and daughter. Yep. Uh, I think his son's Thomas. He's probably about 10 or 11 yep. years of age. Great. I love the way they dress the boys up in suits. All these trainers dress them up in suits. Uh, you'd be, it wouldn't be bad being the maker of suits for young kids uh, come Melbourne Cup and Caulfield Cup time. And anyway, the interviewer, uh, after he's got a few words out of Danny says to the son, and what did you think? He says, I can't. It was so beautiful. Oh, my God, I've been waiting years for this moment. <laughs> well, the eight or ten years yeah. that he's been alive. Oh, my God, uh, I've been waiting years look, for this I've moment. A, I'll quickly just uh, run on, because we are running out of time, Rick. Yes. Um, Playford Tennis Centre. What? It's Flat that, out. That it was last it. week. No, last what? week. Flat really? out. What, had the, what the, the one and only tournament for the year. Oh, right. Um, yeah, satellite tournament. James Duckworth winning the men's single. Right. Australian lad. And Storm Sanders won the ladies. Is that right? Yeah. Well, household names. Oh, the crowd was flocking in there. Were they? 
No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> not that I saw. Well, we well, passed that's, a couple of times. That's the four days of the tournament. Yeah, that's just the use. Just great to see the courts being used. Yeah, so, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, also while I've got you there, Rick, a bit of local footy news. Yes. We're going back to the final four next year, Rick, in well, 2020. No, well, that is a sign that sensibility does actually bob up every now and again. How you can have a competition with so limited yeah. number of teams and have I five agree. was uh, not acceptable, really, because uh, you could argue that you'd probably be better off having a three. Yeah, um, but, um, I mean, as we said, that the fourth and maybe the fifth side weren't going to go anywhere this yeah, year, were yeah. they? Certainly the fifth side. Yeah. Um, the, it was a bit lopsided, the, uh, the competition, and... Um, yeah, I think it's sensible, and it cuts the season back by a week, probably, yeah. or they could play I an guess, association I guess game. we'll never know, because I think you informed us uh, many weeks ago that there was a five at one stage yes. beforehand. Yep. But uh, I don't see the competition being strong enough to justify no, five I, teams. Not, not enough teams. I mean, you need a, a minimum of ten teams, yes. don't you, to have That's a final right. five. That's right. Otherwise, it, it, you know, there's only four going to miss out, so yeah. they're just playing the finals. Well, I would think that probably Warren would have been a big power broker in moving that back to the fore. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah. yeah. And he's under the stress he's taken some time off, Yes, he? he's heading on a holiday over to Millis down to Millicent, I should say. Oh, oh well. Uh, yep, so we wish him a safe trip. We will, and uh, we'll get him back to talk about the MCG. We've MC got to uh, get him back. Yeah, we keep saying well, we it. We told him he's not allowed to swear. No, oh, he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> He knows that. But, so, uh, uh, well, anything else on your agenda there? Rick? Uh, no, I think uh, we don't want to go over time. No, and uh, I think we've covered a few topics. Uh, the only thing we could suggest, yes. just as we're leaving, is uh, having mentioned the Redbacks. It was good to see the Premier get amongst the runs again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, well how's he going? Well, well, you probably could put him in exactly the same category as the other Jake that just got dropped. Oh. Because Jake Weatherall's performances this season have yep. been naught against the Vicks naught. in the first right, game. Right, write that down. 25 and 16 20, against Queensland. 16, okay. And 1 and naught against New South Wales. Well, that's only 42. 42, average of 8.4. <laughs> I reckon his next match could be for um, some... District cricket club, well, I reckon, eh? Well, the, well you, you, you know, you've got, to, you've got to wonder about are we going to eventually play someone with potential when the opportunity arises. Now, uh, I think, as I said last time, they must have listened to our show and Jake mm. Lehman he, got he dropped. On the outer. Yep. But he was replaced with the run machine. Oh, yeah. Now, well, how old would Fergie be now? Oh, he's 35? Got, well, he's got to be close yeah, to Yeah, he'd have to be. Now, he's made 17 and 25. Now, you know, if that's all the replacement's going to do, you'd be better off giving it to a 20-year-old kid who's on the way up. And now, I mean, I've heard that, that Weatherald is potentially a very good player, and everyone, no matter who you are, goes through runs of, of failure. But... Um, our batting is is atrocious, and mm. it has been, well, basically for most of the last sixteen games, and it's the top order that is failing all the time. And how often is it some of the batters or the wicket keeper or whatever who actually 
vaguely bring the Redback score mm. up to something. Yep. Respectable. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they've got, to, they've got to find some solution to it. Just add a quick add up there. Fergie's 42 as well, but only in two innings, so he's averaging 21. Oh. You're all over. You I, know, didn't, I didn't even just see... Just like that. I did not even see you using oh, your fingers then. No, I took my shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, I think that's about it. all we can yes, do. Yes, we're probably over time we now. We probably are. So until next week, this is Rick. And this is Phil.